Welcome to episode 15 of the Alan Badger podcast. My name is Tim and I'm joined by my very good friend Helen and we are two Christians who are seeking to understand the world around us through a biblical worldview. We want to encourage our listeners to apply critical thinking to news and current events as we seek to live for Christ. Good morning, Helen. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. We've had a had a bit of a um, a break because of of kind of holidays and things. Are you are you still on holiday, Helen? Officially, or are you 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 what what are, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, officially on holiday. Um, I don't know. Holiday doesn't make a lot of difference to me, really. Uh, I, I work see. all sorts of funny hours. Uh, yeah. No. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. I, I've discovered going away that I I I like holiday. I like being away, which is... Um, yeah, holiday's good. It is good, isn't it? It is good. Um, but yeah, quite a lot of, has happened um, since since we've been been away. And one, one of the things we're going to spend um, just a little bit of time looking at in this episode is something that uh, some of you may, may, have, may have heard of. Um, there is a, a pastor called Chris Wickland, who both Helen and myself have, have come across before. And... Chris is a pastor in the Living Word Church Network, um, and in in the church, in that network, him and his wife are are co-pastors, uh, I believe. And um, he he has uh, he has quite an amazing testimony. Does does Chris um, certainly of God bringing him back from uh, from death? Following um, following a trampoline accident, I think that was back in twenty twenty, late twenty nineteen, wasn't it, Helen? Sometime around there, so it was at least yeah, at least it was a on the news ago. at the time, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was on, on the BBC, and it's uh, yeah, quite an amazing testimony of of um, of healing and and answer to to prayer. And uh, Chris is um, uh, an interesting guy from from those who those the view from those of us who are not in his church because um, he sometimes has um, words of, of prophecy. And, and a couple of weeks ago, he, he um, shared a new prophecy that he believes he's been uh, given from God. And um, he refers to this as, as predictive prophecy. Um, I was kind of thinking slightly tongue in cheek. I'm not sure what what other kind of prophecy there is, but but I think in in fairness, I think that that's actually really. I, I'm thinking it's it's somebody's do where it's, it's actually quite specific, and and this is, and um, yeah, in, in in the past, Chris has said that he's God God used him to uh, predict the exact day of the 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 stock market crash in in. Uh, 2007 so yeah there's there's a new a new thing on the on the horizon here so we just thought we wanted to have a look at this it's really important i think to um like we say in in our introductions to it to apply um the bible to things and to examine things and um uh, chris is 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 a brother so we are this is not in any way shape or form any kind of hit job or anything like that we are we are looking at what he's saying and trying to trying to discern that and i think um it takes it takes courage to do what chris has done to put himself out there to uh speak with boldness but also because he's done that we do need to to weigh up what he says carefully and and hopefully 
be able to um, see what what well weigh up carefully what what God is going to do what He's said uh, through Chris. Um, and I think it was it's was, it's interesting because I, I was been reading from um, Jeremiah uh, recently and um, it's 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 a fantastic book and there's there's a really um, helpful section in uh, in chapter twenty eight um, and uh, verse nine it says this it says but the prophet who prophesies peace will be recognized as the one truly sent by the Lord only if his prediction comes true. And that's how you um, basically know when somebody's prophesied something that's true and some somebody here who hasn't. And I know that sounds obvious, but uh, it's important for us to um, to yeah to think that through. Anything else, Helen, to add on that, or shall we move on to what what Chris has said? Um, well, I think just one thing to say that he is very specific in saying that this is a prophecy for the UK church. So I think that's why it's particularly important that we do look at it very carefully and weigh and test it carefully because um, we're part of the UK church. So that's very true. Yep. Um, and that that be that be some kind of the point for further discussion uh, later on as well. I think as well because it's um, yeah. There's some questions around that. I think, aren't there? Um, and like I say, the, this this is this is us discussing this in a way which we we want it to be to be helpful and and uh, to to build up. Um, but we also do have a responsibility as believers to to discern what is being um said to us and to, to take the truth and to be to be maybe careful of things which might not be true but which we're trying to tread carefully is what we're saying aren't we helen here yeah yeah definitely and i think it's it's quite a good opportunity as well to think about the things that he says um and the things going on in the world around us and to apply scripture um and have a think for ourselves. Yeah. So it's a good good opportunity to do that. Yeah, and um, I should say as well, um, we'll put a link in the in the podcast notes to um, so you can go and listen to um, Chris give this prophetic word for yourselves, and we definitely encourage you to do that and 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 listen listen to what he says, so you, so you can. Um, yeah, weigh weigh that up. But let, let's 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 go into to what he's been saying because he based it on Joshua, doesn't he? To start with, about coming out of Egypt, Helen. Yes, yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he quotes the first three verses of Joshua, doesn't he? Yeah, that's um, right. but this phrase of coming out of Egypt is one he uses throughout. And I think that is 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 um, well, I've I've understood that to to, to basically mean about the 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 church coming out of the culture that it's been immersed in for for a long time and and that really resonates doesn't it because because i think as as a church in in the uk i mean that's the only church i can speak of with any kind of um of authority because that's the one i've been a part of but but it it is very very easy to um to become immersed in the ways that the world does things 
and also the culture that's that surround us. So, so I think he he starts off, um, he starts off on a really interesting line here about about kind of coming coming out of Egypt, coming out of the out of the world, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought that was quite helpful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he he talks about God wanting to. Um, I think he says, doesn't he, to to take the Egypt out of us? Um, yeah. Which you know, if that's taking taking the world or what the world has put in us to take take that out from us. Yeah, and and the church, and this is. This is where it's difficult, I think. Um, well, no, let, let me rephrase that. It, it, it's not difficult in the sense that that should be happening, I think. I, I totally can see that, what he's saying there, and, and that makes a lot of sound biblical sense, that, 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 that the world where it's been allowed to make uh, an imprint, where it's been allowed to take a hold in the church, should be uh, removed where, wherever possible. But where it's perhaps trickier is when when um, the church, certainly the wider church, has become reliant on the systems of the world to um, enable uh, churches to function. So, I mean, I'll give give you an example of of, the, of that. There's a lot of churches now, which um, which are charities, and that makes a lot of sense because it means they can do things like. Um, you know, get gift aid, get extra money from the government, which is which is a good thing to be used well. But then there's a lot of um, extra pressures that come with that. You need a a board of trustees in in the church, which is a non biblical form of church governance. Um, the closest we get to that in the Bible is probably deacons, but but that is the closest, if you like. Um, and also, being a charity, you are um, you you have to do things how the government tells you, uh, which comes before, in some people's mind at least, before what the Bible says. And so that's that's just one example um, where it can get a little bit tricky. Now, for many churches, that that may not be a problem at all because they may not have any issues, and and for most of the time, that is that is the case. But yeah, it can be subtle. I think is what we're trying to say. It's not not it's not necessarily um, not necessarily straightforward. But but what Chris is saying here makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, he also then he talks about a new season, doesn't he? Because he um, his whole um, kind of the title, at least the title on on the YouTube video is is the seasons are shifting and. Um, he took, yeah, this is where he gets specific, doesn't he, Helen? With with the whole thing of the first day of the first day of autumn. I was trying to work out yeah. what what is the first day of autumn? Is it is it mid is it mid September? Yeah, it's towards the end of September, I think. I've made a little note in my diary. I can't. It might be the twenty third, but um, I think most diaries tell you when the first day of autumn is. I'm assuming that's what he means. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and he was he. This is where he was quite um, clear that this is meant to be specific to the UK, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's what he says. A new season in the UK from the first day of autumn this year. As I think this is where, uh, if you have somebody who who claims to be a a prophet, in other words, they 
um, believe that they've been given a word from God to communicate to God's people about the future. And you <clears throat> and you get very specific about something. You're you're either brave or very clear about what God has told you, or 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 both. <laughs> <laughs> and and like like we read in uh, Jeremiah at the start, the way that you know that the prophet has understood God correctly is that it comes to pass as. They say it does, and if it doesn't, well, that's uh, that's a different that's, that's a different story. So it's quite it's quite a it's quite a bold claim, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is a bold claim. Um, I, I was having a think actually. I don't know if this is appropriate at all, but um, I, I'm not not saying that I particularly get any prophetic words from from God, but you know, sometimes where you can get a kind of um, a sense that perhaps something may happen or um, wondering whether perhaps God's, God might move in a particular way. And I think, and I was thinking, oh, if I, if I had, you know, and maybe God has told him very specifically, but I could imagine that I might have a feeling of we're coming towards autumn and autumn is a time for change. And, you know, things change quite dramatically around us with the leaves falling on the trees. And so that may coincide with a kind of sense of, there's going to be change. Things are going mm. to start mm. to look differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but but yes, he's been very specific about the first day of autumn. Yeah, and he had this had this kind of picture of a clock, wasn't it? Do you remember that like, near, near the start where he talks about yeah. the the kind of hand moving into the next the next hour, the next stage, as it were, and it's just about about to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it it is. It is quite bold. In many ways, I I think I remember remember the first time I listened to, listened to his um, the, his recording on this. It 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 it, it definitely resonated because mm-hmm. I think with everything that's happening in the world, I think yeah, I can I can see that potentially being the case. Um, with all the you know everything that's happened in these last. Well, two. We keep saying two and a half years. It can't always be two and a half years. Two and three quarter <laughs> years. Um, so much change, change has happened that, that kind of you know a, a big shift. It it's felt like it's going to be on the cards for a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think I've been feeling almost as if we're in the lull before the storm. Yeah, it feels yeah. to me like things are likely to change quite dramatically um, in the coming months. Um, and certainly what we're seeing in the news, things, you know, we are being warned, aren't we, that our heating bills and, and electricity bills and everything are going to yes, change no, quite dramatically. So even just right. from that point of view. That, yeah, that, that, that is, that is, that is true. Um, and yeah, the, the whole thing, I mean, the electricity bill thing, that, that is, that is just one example. And I was just looking at the, the, the news, um, uh, the other day, and uh, saying how the um, ele- electricity uh, utility companies are are looking to try and provide some kind of new service, so that that consumers with smart meters and presumably on a variable like billing tariff 
have the option to use le- less electricity at peak times um, so as to kind of bring their bills down. So essentially saying to people, when you need to use electricity, use less of it, please, and we'll charge you less. And it's like, really? <laughs> this is the kind of measures they're coming up with. Um, and all this stuff is indicators of the storm to come, um, sadly. And I think it's worth just just reminding ourselves that back in March 2020, how quickly the world changed, how quickly we went mm-hmm. from um, normal life into the the projected horrendous new normal that they wanted to foist on us very quickly. So, yes, the world can change very quick. We shouldn't forget that. It's easy to forget how quickly things changed at the beginning of 2020. Um, and uh, certainly there's a lot of change to come. Um, and uh, I could, yeah, I, I could... Whether that'll be this autumn or not, we don't know, do we? We'll just have to wait and see. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Um, and I think the the important thing is, 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 is Christians, as believes, is to be ready, isn't it, Helen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the most important thing. You know, we <laughs> there are plenty of places in the Bible where we are warned that things um, may not all be a bed of roses, certainly before Jesus comes back. So we need to be ready. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we don't do. know exactly what's going to happen, but we are told to be ready. Yeah, we are. And and we're to encourage one another in that. So, yeah, moving on. Chris talks about, um, he says, the systems of the world will start to fail, economic systems and governments. And again, that, that, that resonated um, because I think we're already starting to see that happen. Um, we're already we're already starting to see see what were small sort of fishes turn into quite large cracks now, um, and it's it's interesting when you observe again what's happening in in wider culture through 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 the news how in some respects normality is portrayed as everything's happening as it always has, which is kind of bizarre when you look at what is happening underneath. And you think there's 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 no correlation between the reality of what's happening underneath and this sort of facade on the top. Um, you know whether whether that's who's going to be on the next Strictly Come Dancing. It's like really who who cares? You know, and <laughs> or maybe you care, Helen. I don't know. Um, yeah, of but, course I do. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, that that that's 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 definitely um, something that I think is very poignant for what you said. So systems of the world will start to fail. We're already seeing that economic systems, government systems, and then he talks about um, the. He mentioned this. He said this line: the the old the old ways of doing stuff are about to become obsolete. And I think initially when I heard that, I was thinking in terms of is he talking about in terms of the church here? and I. I I wasn't sure actually whether he was talking in relation to the church or in relation to culture. I I think it may be a bit of both, um, but I'm always a little hesitant when when Christians talk about like, oh, we're not doing it that way anymore. We're going to do a new thing. Um, does that make sense, Helen? Or well, not really? Um. Yes, it well it depends really, doesn't it? Are, are you thinking in terms of we may 
chuck out the old for something new in that kind of sense yeah i, I think so it, i think I'm, i suppose I'm, I'm coming at it from a point of view of of kind of doctrine of of belief oh we're not going to we're not going to we don't have to do it this way anymore because because god has revealed to us that that, that particular thing doesn't matter so mm. could be you know marriage for example you know we don't have to get we don't have people don't have to get married anymore because god god's revealed to us a new thing that that, that marriage is is no longer um between in a man a man and woman in fact you don't need to get married at all for example now i know that's slightly crazy. well it might be crazy it's not actually that crazy is it um slightly crazy thing but yeah it, 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 it as opposed to god doing a new work which we haven't seen before, which is like, yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I think what I'm what I'm getting at here is, is it is it is this new work compatible with what Scripture reveals to us about God and about the way He works? If it is, then great. If it isn't, then it's a problem. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure, Chris would. Um, Chris would a, a, agree with that as well, um, but I just yeah I just mentioned that because that that kind of stuck out. The old ways of doing stuff are about to become obsolete, and maybe maybe he's talking about there with, with the wider the way the wider church works as well uh, in church services, which we'll get onto a bit. But yeah, um, and then there's a parallel with what what's in the church and in the world, isn't there? Um, yes. So yeah, I what did he say about that? Um, I mean, I've, he he was talking about um, the systems. I think the so. Systems yeah, so in so, the world and systems right. in the church. So as 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 the kind of world systems start to to fail, um, they may for churches that have become reliant on those systems yeah. will affect those those churches. Um, that would make sense, wouldn't it? It would make sense. It would make sense. Um, I mean, there's big questions around that because there can be there can be very sound churches which, to a to a certain extent, rely on world systems in order to administrate what they do to facilitate what they do, and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's that's simply because they are a large church with perhaps a large number of employees and they've got a lot of different things going on. Um, so quite how that would fit into it, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, but certainly just because, you know, just because we might be part of a big church doesn't mean to say that we're above anything happening to us in a way that ultimately will be for our good. Um but yeah, there, there's there's there is there is a there is a lot lot in here. Um, what about things on the the government and well, gov- he says there'll be a new government, doesn't he? A new government based on the rule of law with righteous people running it, which sounds very exciting to me. That would be wonderful. Um, so initially, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be amazing. But actually, I be very surprised if that were to happen um i i would be very i would be very surprised as well um i would be very i mean time will tell won't it yeah let's be honest we have to remember this all through all uh, time time will tell what is what is true and what isn't when i was thinking about this i was thinking okay well 
if you if you take a if you take a step back and take a kind of a big view of of this country and, and maybe you're not particularly generous i think it could be summarized as this that this country has turned its back resolutely on god uh, in many areas the church has has kind of acquiesced its responsibilities um and perhaps the only thing that we can really expect from God is some form of judgment not as a terminal final thing but in order to bring us back to our senses and the bringing back to the senses is not necessarily for the country as a whole but for the church Um, however that's the kind of the ungenerous big view but the other thought I had with that was what about countries where Christians are persecuted for their faith, where um, believers are either put in prison or they, they suffer horrendous things done to them or they have loved ones taken away and put to death? What about those churches and those countries? Isn't that a harvest that they are due before us in terms of having a godly government? Um, I'm finding that one hard to work through in my head uh, that that somehow in this country which has effectively gone out of its way to um, really turn its back to God to stick its fist up at God how suddenly we should go to the front of the queue of being blessed by God I find that difficult to get my head around if I'm honest mm. but then yeah I'm not God <laughs> God no. can do what he likes he so can do what he likes. and um, whatever God do it will be good and it will be right and it will be just so if yeah. God does choose to um yeah I if he does choose to, to bring a government uh, that's uh, based on law and righteousness in this country then great but and there's another but to this is that i doubt that's going to happen before jesus comes back well that's the time that we do know we will there will be good government don't we is when he returns we do exactly and and i think that that and the bible is consistent is in so far as things continue to get worse before they get better and they get better when Jesus returns and not before. Now, can there be pockets of things improving on a short-term basis? Well, of course there can, absolutely. Um, Maybe this falls into that, I don't know. But anyway, it raises some questions, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. I think the other thing I was thinking about our country is that in the past, I think we have received considerable blessing from God um whether that was deserved or not and and you know in the past I mean our our laws are based our our whole culture really um has grown from Christian principles and the application of God's law so we have turned as you said we have turned significantly away from that so it would almost be like if been given another chance 
and yeah and I, i'm not i'm not sure about that so some would say some would say well that's grace isn't it grace which is which is undeserved undeserved favor undeserved undeserved merit and that's true but grace i think is 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 pulled out on the, onto us whether we deserve it or not but we 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 respond to god's grace don't we it 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 it's not i don't know it 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 sits it doesn't sit well with me this kind of idea this this perhaps concept that that everything is poured out on us and then we res- respond that's a long time after that. I, I don't know. It, it. I mean, grace. Grace does. It is a. It is an interesting thing, and it's an amazing thing. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. That. That is. is that, that is a I challenge suppose, to get your head around. Yeah, there is that sort of tension. Maybe tension is the wrong word. Between knowing that God is a God of grace, on the one hand, but on the other hand, knowing that He calls us to turn from our sin he calls us to repent of our sin and turn to him so um you know and then we can receive his forgiveness and and possibly then we're in a better place to receive his grace yeah i mean it's important isn't it we 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 don't make ourselves in any way shape or form better or more um more appealing to god by our perceived good behavior we can never do that great grace is always what what we need and is always undeserved um but i think what we're trying to get our heads around here is the fact that we have um have a church in in this country we have an established church we have a, a long long history of 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 um christian belief in this country and we we know what is required of those who claim to know god um and that is sometimes different to those who don't know god um and trying to work out how this fits in that and and the other is a challenge and the other thing i would say as well is is that with with um with the kind of nation starting to turn back to to god in terms of um having a a, a righteous government we don't know exactly what's going to happen leading up to that because chris wasn't saying that that would be straight away was he i don't think he was no, saying that after, that was after that was after time. a while and the church would obviously yeah. have partner anyway we're we're kind of we're kind of waffling around here aren't we helen Let, let's, yeah, let's, let's move, move let's move on um the, one of the key things was establishing churches and denominations is sorry established churches and denominations will vanish um and he made it clear not to rejoice at that and he's abs- i think he's absolutely right two-thirds will no longer exist but which which denominations are going to vanish and and how has that come about he didn't really say did he which is no. probably a good thing he didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> I find that hard to believe, I have to be honest. Yeah, two thirds no longer existing, that's that's a lot, isn't it? It is it is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Um and yeah, how 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 do you how do you how do you choose that? Um They also also mentioned near near the start about um I, 
it felt like this was a kind of almost like an interjection in, in what he, he meant to say. I don't know, but he he, he talked about Stonewall, the organization yeah. Stonewall, to to fall and never to rise rise again. Um, again, I mean that's a very that's a very that was a very bold thing to say because if it does happen, well, I think that would be justified very much so. But if it yeah. doesn't happen, where I'm not sure where that leaves. Chris, I mean, it's, you know, none of us are perfect. I'm not going to say everything right, but um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that one? Not really, apart from w- we we shall see. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, okay, so that, I mean, you'll probably get if you haven't listened to his uh, prophecy, it's definitely worth doing because there, there is there is a there is a lot on there. Uh, but I think that one of the kind of key sort of headlines was what is with it that we have this this event should we call it in in autumn and then this leads to a whole range of things from like i say a lot of denominations ceasing to exist but ultimately about about this nation the united kingdom starting to turn back to god um and i i struggled with this because if it was if if chris had said um and the church will start to kind of sort itself out, get its house in order, and if you like, in some areas, turn back to God. I think I could really get behind that, but mm. and I could see um, the biblical mandate for that, and I could see that how important that that is. But for the nation as a whole to start to turn back to God. I've got, I've got issues with that one. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think if 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 I'd heard him say, well, similar to what you said, really, if I'd heard him say, if the church will get on its knees in prayer and repentance, if the church will turn back first, if the church will absolutely and wholeheartedly put God first and love God with every fiber of its being, then revival may come, the nation may start to turn back to God. Yeah. And and it in yeah. it start it starts with it starts with the church doing that, doesn't it? It starts with the church repenting. Uh, and I yeah. think we'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Um but yeah, I mean, I think there there was the Welsh revival, wasn't there? And there was there one in Scotland as well? Um, the, in the Hebrides. Yeah, and yeah. they 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 were a good good long time ago now. Uh, we're talking we're talking around a hundred years ago, aren't we? And um, they started in the church, and it started with the church getting serious about God. It started with the church repenting of the things that it that it shouldn't be doing and and all the things that it should have been doing but hadn't been doing and out of that god did this amazing move of the holy spirit which which kind of poured out the front front door of the churches didn't it into into the towns and villages and transformed people's lives and it was a it was amazing absolutely amazing um but that's what we that's what we see when god does this amazing move but it starts it starts in the church it starts in the church and i 
I th- I think that's where that's where the emphasis needs to be, and 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 it, it just feels odd that that we're on the cusp of something potentially where the nation will turn back to God when these last two years, um, they have not been the church's finest hour. So I don't know what we're we're building on. Do you know what I mean, Helen? Yeah. I mean, there have been churches which have done amazing work in these last two years, but there's also been churches where it's it's been not not as good. And and I, you know, I think of my own my my own involvement in in my church, and I I, I look back and I think I shouldn't have done that that particular thing. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have um, just gone with the flow back in March 2020. That wasn't that wasn't right with hindsight. And yes, okay, there was there was things which we had um, presented to us as fact back back then. But I think if I'm really honest, that that would probably say to me actually, I I I dropped the ball on on where we should be as a church and what we should be doing. The fact that we should be always meeting together is really important and I got there eventually with that um, but yeah I, I what I'm trying to say is is, is that it's not been the um, we, I don't think we've been a shining light really no where no, we should um, have been and perhaps could have been yeah we haven't and I think I've said before that there are what particularly disturbs me is the number of people I've heard who are not Christians who have said how disappointed they've been in the church right what they expected yeah. from the church they didn't see yeah and they what they saw was the church capitulating shutting its doors giving government messaging um and what they were hoping to see was something different a message of hope and uh not message of fear essentially yeah and 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 that 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 is sadly uh, has been the case hasn't it and and we do have this amazing message of hope in the lord jesus christ and um we we owe it to those around us who don't know the lord jesus to be to be living it out and showing it out in in genuine faith in a in a in a in a life that actually goes against the flow um and points people points people to Jesus and there have there have been churches that have have done this for sure it, but as the general direction of travel it's it's not you know we need to learn from these last two years if nothing else we need to learn what we've got wrong and not to make those same mistakes again um but I think there will be churches that will make the same mistakes again especially if you go into autumn and if the government suddenly say right you've got a you've got a you know, wear masks or you've got a lockdown or whatever, there'll be some churches saying, Well, you know, tell us how to jump and we'll just ask how high. And mm. we've we've got we've got to we've got to stop that nonsense um and start, you know, being the people God has actually called us to be. Um so okay, well let let's he makes a point about hyper liberalism ending again. I mean I think it, it just felt now yeah, there's a few issues here, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well again it's another another thing where the current trajectory wouldn't suggest that that's likely no no and the current trajectory that we see in in the world um the the, 
things that they talk about um, rise of totalitarianism, um, the impact of artificial intelligence, talking about transhumanism, things like that. Now, okay, you can say, well, what's that got to do with hyperliberalism? But it tends to be often the um, liberal worldview that 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 paves the way for these kind of things to come in more easily than the otherwise would. Um, and the, the point of conservatism, uh, not in the sense of the party, but is to conserve, to preserve a way of life. It's not, uh, in, it's not in that sense progressive. So a more um, liberal kind of worldview, you're open to new ideas, you're open to new ways of doing things. So the whole kind of direction of travel that we've seen uh, we've seen for a long time, but it's really picked up over these last two years. To suggest that that will suddenly end, that seems uh, that that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it would be great, but I, I, don't, I don't. And if it does end, then well, is something far worse going to take its place? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, but he leads us into this whole idea of a golden age for the church, doesn't he? Yeah, this is an interesting one. He talks about um, a 20-year period, which he calls or refers to as a golden age for the church, where we will see evangelists and revival and um, football stadiums being filled. Um, yeah growing from presumably the one third of the church that is left because as we said before he talked about two thirds of the church will fall away yeah um so that so the large amount of the church falling away are they going to be coming back into these football stadiums as as sort of punters i mean how does it how does that work i'm not sure it's it that seems that again seems a It's quite a vision, isn't it? Um, and and again, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about this in a bit more detail in a minute. But yeah, um, and I think that ultimately that there are going to be, um, I think, well, there are, there that I I think there's going to be the truth in in what Chris has has said. Um, it's a case of more of which which parts are are going to come to pass and therefore be true that's the question isn't it mm. um now it could be all of it. it it could it could be all of it um there are there are we have some questions over parts of it which um i think yeah i'd be very surprised if those bits came to pass but we'll have to wait and see but it's been it's been interesting just kind of we just want to sort of summarize what other other people have have kind of said um and i think yeah we just have to do you want should we go through a few of these things um now because i think they're, they're yeah. quite they're quite helpful points that build build a big picture for us as we as we talk through this yeah yeah i thought it was quite interesting that um I would listen to Chris Wickland's prophecy and then just happened to be listening to someone else that I listened to from time to time and happened to 
listened to the one where he talked about Chris Wickland and he said he'd never come across him before someone had just sent it to him and um and he listened and, and he was just saying a few things about what he thought about it and that happened twice so so there's two two people that I've listened to who've talked about this so the first one um he has a a YouTube channel called Messages for Our Time and I stumbled across him some time ago he's called Stuart um and he is Jewish he's a he's a Christian now and um and he does these little 10 minute um usually 10 minutes or so every morning I don't listen to him every day um and he said what one of the things he said which is really important obviously is we must test and weigh carefully whenever we have a prophetic message like this um mm. Mm. yeah which which of course he's absolutely right and it's very important to look at scripture um and and see what scripture says and that almost that yeah. must always be priority that yeah that that that, that is that is um, a really, really vital, vital thing because the mistake we can sometimes make is that we get so excited that somebody has said something, that, and we think that just because somebody has said something, therefore that must be God, and therefore it must be true. And especially if we want it to happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, and perhaps that's partly down to maybe I don't know maybe. N- for us in our churches not experiencing prophecy or words of knowledge um you know those things can be those things can be different and are different but um not experiencing that those kind of things perhaps as often as we'd like so when something does come along we we grab hold of it and and run with it without first taking a taking a breath and saying okay let's weigh this up and let's test this against scripture against what the bible says which is really really important to do it's not it's not to to say we must test and weigh something is not to throw something out it's to either give more weight to it or it's to guard ourselves yeah yeah and um one of the points he makes which i i do agree with he he says he felt that the biggest bit that was missing was about the wickedness in our nation and the need for repentance mm. Um, mm. and and that that should come first from from the church like we talked about before i think he's right i think i think i think he is right and and you know in the the evangelical church um of which we we are both a part of um in in a lot of a lot of areas that there is there is tremendous silence on issues there's tremendous silence on the on the issue of abortion you know when you are um uh, ending 200,000 lives a year in this country alone and the church has nothing to say on that in in one well, all of it but in large parts of the church there's something something deeply wrong um and that's just that's just, that's just one thing and so there's there's a, there is a lot of room for us as a church coming together and allowing god to work in our hearts to bring us to repentance so that we can stop doing the things we are currently doing and start doing the things that we should be doing 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and it start it starts it starts with us. And I think to to yeah, suggesting that our our nation is going to turn back to God is is nice, but we've got to get our own house in order first, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the fact that you know Chris didn't talk about repentance, it might just be because he intended to or it, there could be a whole load of reasons why he didn't talk about repentance but that's a key part of this and repentance it starts with us it starts with us in the in the, in the church um but yeah i think the bible the bible also i don't think it talks it, it, it the golden age it talks about is 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 the re- when jesus returns and reigns um and of course you know leading into ultimately eternity with with god that's um that that's that's definitely a golden age but in terms of a church golden age it doesn't it doesn't have anything to say on that i don't think does it no no and if you're if you're looking at what does the bible say about what is going to happen before the golden age of of jesus returning and reigning um it talks about tribulation mm it does it does it talks about it talks about hardship it talks about holding on it talks about perseverance it talks about um standing firm in the face of severe opposition and um, which is uh diametrically opposed to to a perceived golden age now that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have a kind of a snapshot window of a golden age because chris did talk about this being uk specific but it it does feel like it, it it goes against the trajectory that scripture says that we're on doesn't it and and i think this is where this is where we have um this is where we have an an, an issue with that um <clears throat> yeah and what you're saying joe this great verse in jeremiah 20 23 back to jeremiah you want to read that one, Helen? Yeah, so in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 16 to 17, it says, Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me, the Lord says, you will have peace. And to all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts, they say, no harm will come to you. Yeah, and so we've we've got to we've got to just weigh carefully what's said. It's we're not don't please don't yeah misunderstand. We're not saying we're not saying that that um uh we 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 think Chris is 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 wrong or anything like anything like that. But we are we are we're, what we are saying is we have to have to weigh this up, and ultimately we have to wait and see. We wait and see, yeah. wait and see w- what happens, and uh, we haven't got long to wait either. So <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. Um, there's two ways of looking at that, isn't there? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. What about what about the other observations you got from from Nick? Yeah. So there's a podcast I listen to um, a bit actually um, called Into the Prey, and uh, so the chap Nick Franks. And um, again, well, I don't listen to it that often and I just happened to 
listened to one and, and he's he really good talking about this yes i've been listening to quite a lot more recently uh he's he is really good um and he said i mean one of the positive things he said is positive to hear a local church leader thinking nationally mm. and we need mm. more of that so that's that's a really good thing uh, yeah he's referring to their chris wickland isn't he what he's doing yeah, which is chris really, good, Rickland, really good being a local church leader yeah. but thinking nationally and being prepared to to speak out what he feels that god has said um he talks about there's one bit where uh, chris wickland says that covid was a test for the church squeezing our hearts to see if we would compromise um many didn't return when churches reopened and and therefore failed the test and there's two ways of looking at that because i think that's true in part i think it was almost like a sifting exercise or I, I know there are many people who didn't return to church because i don't know they found other things to do mm. that, with their sundays and just haven't returned but nick franks makes another point about there are some perhaps the minority who haven't returned to churches after covid not because they failed the test but because they felt unable to return out of conviction and conscience because they were so appalled at what the churches have been doing, the capitulation in the evangelical church in particular, which he talks about being overwhelming and engulfing and the rotten roots of compromise and wrong priorities. Mm, mm. And that those Christians have recognized the battle that has been raging over the last two and a half years, which you, you may refer to as awake Christians, and they've just not felt able to to return and and may have been you know meeting together in homes or whatever since then and i think he's got he's got a good point yes yeah i i think that 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 whole that whole test thing i, I yeah i i would totally agree with with your your assessment there um because i think it's not so much yeah the the church in a sense it felt like often the church would fail the test or not do as well in the test as it could have done because it it you know closed closed doors too easily and and put restrictions in too easily um and that has led like you say to to, to christians um trying to um keep church going in in a, in other ways those and yeah so that that is definitely a um definitely a thing isn't it um and he's talking about yeah, I think he also Nick makes a point about major denominations. Let's say may may well be be empty of genuine disciples, but won't cease to exist. Um, and he and he talks about the denominational division being profoundly idolatrous, and and a call to repentance is needed. And and that that's really that's really fascinating because that that is a big thing isn't it it's often you, you you look at the church and you think well why have we got all these different denominations when you look at the church in acts and it's the church mm. and now we've got you know you've got all the different kind of flavors and you think that can't be that can't be right and yet that's what we've got isn't it so yeah i think i think uh, an an end an end to that to have to go back to the church would be would be quite um quite something but whether that happens through this or not who knows we'll have to wait and see on that one yeah 
I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. In fact, I think it's probably started to happen already if many genuine disciples start to feel that they just can't stay in the major yes. denominations yeah. any longer yeah. because yeah. they feel that they're going so far away from what they believe is is you know bible based scriptural church i wouldn't be surprised at all if that's not already started to happen i i think i think that that is starting to happen now um it's really important that we that we meet together you know that that well-known verse in 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 hebrews you know not giving up the the habit of meeting together is so important like getting getting that fellowship getting that input being able to worship being able to pray together with other believers is is key but that doesn't have to be in a physical church building in your town it could be in somebody's front room could be Mm -hmm. meeting outside in a group somewhere Uh, the the important part is is to go and be together physically with other believers and i think we're really going to see that the house church movement will will increase where it is is at the moment um because i think there are yeah the the church sadly we we've compromised ourselves we've 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 allowed the kind of destruction maybe destruction is too too strong a word but the the dismantling perhaps of of sound doctrine in in many in many ways to lead to a church which sadly is is not what it what it should be um maybe it's possible to fix that i don't know i don't know but it's certainly it is certainly possible to go and meet with uh, other like-minded believers isn't it yeah yeah definitely and and maybe that you know when if if you're awake for one of another way of putting it um could be you know coming together to to form house churches is is a is a is a good move um whether your church leader is is up to speed with what's happening in the world is is looking at current events uh through a critical biblical worldview um, is is really important to kind of understand that, isn't it? To to know where they stand on things, uh, because we are heading in. We're we are in changing times, and we're heading into ever more changing times. And and we need we need to be part of a church that's gonna gonna enable us to stand through that. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, and one of the things I think Chris Wickland does mention this. Um, he talks at one point about us being at war and that God is looking for an army like Gideon's army. And I definitely believe that mm. this is the case that God is going to take, I think it may be the few who are prepared to stand and be ready and be willing to fight. And, and I think that few seem to be hearing the call, but however weak and however ill-resourced God will use will use them and, yes, and I, yes. I want to be I want to be one of them yes um, yeah definitely me too I think I think that's what he's gonna do that 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 is a that is a great um bible event to call on uh with this with for Gideon uh because yeah that testimony shows what God um God can do with 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 people who are obedient to him who are willing to stand for him 
um, who are willing to let God work in their lives. And certainly, you know, my my few impressions of, of Chris Wickland is that he seems to be somebody who wants to let God work in his life and the lives of those he, he shepherds. So that's a good thing. Um, whether all the things he says will come to pass is a different thing. We'll just have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, we're certainly going to need we're certainly going to need um, radical leadership, and I, and I think that um, he seems to be somebody who is prepared to be radical. He's, he's somebody who's prepared to stand up and uh, be counted, and and that's I think that's to be commended. Um, and I th- yeah, I mean, just on that, Helen, the the whole thing of. Um, yeah, radical leadership being required, and that thing of—it's very easy to accuse those who seek to be um, leading in this way as being divisive, but that doesn't necessarily—that doesn't necessarily tally up. I don't think. No, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, you have to be prepared to do what you believe is right and ultimately um following god first and foremost but that that doesn't necessarily mean that you are wanting to be divisive or that you necessarily are going to be divisive in doing that yeah i think if i think if the intention is to divide because you don't like something that yeah. that could be wrong if if yeah. if if the intention is to stand for the truth and if as a through doing that it will it will cause a kind of what's the right word i don't know if there's a right word rift or it will cause a a demarcation of those who want to stand with the truth and those who don't um then i think it's it's important to stand for the truth and and that's what we must do in in the church we must be seeking after the truth must be seeking hard after that where we see truth and no truth to stand up for that to to defend it to uphold it ultimately um we know that that jesus is the truth so we stand for the truth but the truth is jesus who he is so we can be sure of that um and uh, confident in that as well yeah yeah definitely um, just coming, 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 coming into land now. I think the one of the the, the verses that's often come to mind, or passages rather in the Bible that's often come to mind, and it's been mentioned by a number of people, um, especially with regards to to kind of current world events, is 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 the one passage in Matthew Matthew twenty four, and I think there's just a few really important things here to to kind of understand i think the first one i would say is there are different views on this some people have the view that it's it's with jesus is referring to the the temple destruction in AD 70 um and i know that some bible scholars hold to that but but if they do hold to that well that's all in the past isn't it so we don't yeah. really need to concern ourselves with, with what jesus says in matthew 24 because that's all happened uh, and so um actually i i i don't subscribe to that i, I think that's no. i think that's wrong um and uh, actually it, jesus is talk, talking about the um what what is what is to come and helping us to be ready and to prepare for that and we're to watch out aren't we that we're not going to be deceived that's really important and, and i think that um that starts in the church actually 
It's not in the world, it starts in the church. So in the church, we need to be careful that we are not deceived um, and we're not to be led away by deceptive teaching. And, And the way we do that is to ground ourselves in the truth of what God says about himself, who Jesus is as revealed to us in scripture. We need to weigh up um, what we hear and measure that by um, what we read in the Bible. Yeah, and I think yeah. as, as we see the ch- it, uh, like an increase in deception in the church, um, that's perhaps a sign to look for as well um, that, that, that points us to that day that's creeping ever closer when Jesus returns. Do you reckon? Yes, I do. And and what an amazing thing that God has given us, his word. Um, so we all have responsibility to, to weigh up and to watch out for deception. Um, and we shouldn't be blindly following without questioning. We, we have God's word and God is clear um, what he has said to us. So we need, need to weigh up and, and know God's word. We do. We do. It's um, we've we've got we've got all the tools we need in this day and age we live. We've got, I guess, no excuse not to not to know his word, whether you listen to it or read it or watch it. We got yeah. we got we got everything. And uh, and also no excuse to to not understand that we are in a battle. God yeah, is very clear we yeah, that yeah. we are in a battle and that he has given us all of the armour that we need for the battle. Yes. But if if we stay asleep and we're not recognizing that the battle's even raging, then we're not going to have um, much of a chance, are we? No, we're not. No, and and this is one of the things um, I think Nick said on one of his the other podcasts he's done on Into the Prey is that um, the enemy Satan doesn't give us the, the 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 option for fighting a battle only on one front where we just put all our energies into that battle. We're having to fight multiple battles on multiple fronts as, as mm. believers, as followers of Jesus. And some of those battles are day-to-day battles that that that, that, that come as part of life. But is it, but say that to you as an encouragement wave. Sometimes it feels a bit overwhelming and feels like, oh, there's so much happening. Well, be aware that this is a battle. You have an enemy who fights dirty and where there is multiple ways he can try and get you he'll try those and he'll try them all at the same time but be assured that jesus is greater than him and the spirit that jesus causes to live in as the holy spirit is able to give us the strength that we need for that particular moment in time um so don't be discouraged um in uh, yeah also in matthew 24 uh, jesus talks about watching for signs in the world and we talked a lot about this on on this podcast why we talked why we started this podcast really to to look at world events as we say in the introduction through a biblical worldview and i think there's often the argument in matthew 24 uh, i've heard so many christians say oh well it's always been like this it's always been this bad we've always had wars and and i would say well no i don't think it has actually yes we've always had wars yes we've always had famine but it's not always been this bad the point of what jesus is saying is to watch for the frequency of these events is the frequency increasing if it is and it, and I, I believe it is now very much so then look up because the day of my return is drawing closer and i think that's why he likens it to um having a baby uh, i've not 
had that particular experience have to be honest um but but i do know that 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 you know that the baby is a baby's arrival is imminent because of the frequency of what's happening in your body isn't that right helen somebody that talk- is indeed right yes <laughs> the, the signs become apparent and if you don't take heed of those signs then <laughs> Be, it will it will happen yeah it will, it will happen or later it yeah will yeah so so look look for signs in the world and i think one of the and the other thing that i mean there's many things don't get me wrong there's many things you can draw out from this amazing passage in matthew 24 and, and 25 is fantastic do have a look at for yourselves but what the other thing that jesus makes really really clear is that we have to stand firm it's going to get harder not easier and i think as we've talked about with this prophecy that chris wickland has, has given maybe there's some question marks there but ultimately it's going to get harder and not easier and this is why church is so important and when we say church we are talking about a body of believers meeting together that might be in your local Anglican church or Methodist church or Baptist church or it could be in somebody's front room or outside somewhere but the important thing is is to meet together to help one another to keep going Um, because as a as a Christian as a follower of Jesus it's not the starting out that matters the most. Yes, you're, yes, how you heard about Jesus is important. That is true. And that's, that's a key part of your testimony. But that's not what matters the most. What matters the most is the finishing. Are you finishing strong with the Lord Jesus Christ? And mm-hmm. we need the church, we need one another to enable us to do that. that it's a means of God's uh, grace. So... Yeah, we just say that to encourage you, and um, yeah, do you want to finish with anything particular, Helen? Yeah, well, I think the the other thing to remember is that we're told many, many times not to fear, so we do not need to be afraid, no matter what happens. Um, we need to, as you said, we need to trust in Jesus, and we need to stand stand firm. Um, I might just read, there's a passage in 2 Chronicles, uh, chapter 7, and it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Yeah. Well, that 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 is it, isn't it? We it starts with us, doesn't it? It starts with us um, drawing close to God, repenting of the things that we need to repent of, and humbling ourselves, and then seeing God work through His grace and His mercy. Mm. Well, look, um, do like I say, do do have a listen to 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 Chris's. Um, uh, prophecy for yourself it's 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 interesting and um you know we'll have to wait and see what happens won't we um yeah. and um it's cert- we are certainly living in interesting and challenging times and in many ways exciting times uh, but we need to stand firm and encourage one another as we do that and so do um uh, do feel able to share this podcast with anybody you think it might be be helpful for. If you have any feedback for us, do let us know. We're always um, keen to to hear that. If you've got any um, 
thoughts or questions about things that you'd, you'd like us to perhaps cover in a future episode then again do let us know because we have a kind of a rough plan of what we're doing but uh, we're always open to suggestions uh, you can follow us on our telegram channel again we'll put that link in the description below Helen's got her brilliant substack, so do check that out and have I covered everything I think so I think so cool yep right well nice one thanks Helen see you next time the owl and the badger